If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Out of Limits of the Truth radio show. I'm your host, Ryan. It is a great honor once again to welcome back to the program the legendary Martin Armstrong. You can learn more about him by going to his website at armstrongeconomics.com. Mr. Armstrong is the first website that I go to every morning. I literally will read his blogs on a regular basis. I always find that it is prime information that no one else has. Mr. Armstrong, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for inviting me. Thank you. And also, uh, quick thanks is that thank you for standing with the forces of light. My understanding is that the forces of darkness wanted you to join them, but you chose to stand with humanity. So uh, thank you for that. I don't know if many people recognize that. So thank you very much. Um, well, somebody's got to stand up. I mean, these Absolutely. people were just too much, I think, really. Yeah, they're pushing things very hard. The I, I was really shocked to see your recent predictions talking about total chaos in the U.S., 2023 and 2024. And I thought it had something to do with Dane Wigginton from the Geoengineering, because he's been on our show. He's talking about how they're manipulating the client. And I actually thought that had something to do with that. But it seems to face your predictions, it may be more than that. Can you please explain why you think that there's going to be mass chaos in the U.S. in 2023-2024? Well, yeah, you have to understand that the this whole thing has been orchestrated from the beginning. They had to take Trump out. The next one was Putin and the third was Xi. All right. And the reason for that is that the three of them were certainly against the climate change um, agenda, which is really the excuse to say no single country can uh, battle climate change. So we have to give our sovereignty to the United Nations. And uh, it, it's, it's really quite dramatic, but this is the same theory that's been around for a long time. If there was just one government, there would be no war, all right? Um, They obviously don't know their history. I mean, just look at the Roman Empire. One government and how many civil wars? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it's just fiction, really. But you can go to my site, actually, and you'll find a video clip. If you put in uh, Holland, H-O-L-L-A-N-D-E, he was the former president of France. He stood up uh, in parliament in in Europe 
alongside Merkel and said exactly that. The whole purpose of the EU was to end European war. One government, and this is, it's, it's just mind boggling that these people can think this without, you know, they never look at history. Um, that, but this is what they do. They just come up with this idea and there's no backing behind it. But, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's just do it. All right. So for 2023 and 2024 and the U.S. with the chaos, <laughs> is that something that is a direct result of what's happening with the push, I guess, to recriminate President, uh, former President Trump? Is that going to be enough to trigger something? Because when I look around and I see in the U.S., I still see a lot of Americans very comfortable. They're still getting paychecks. They're still well-fed. It seems like that. there's always that quote, the lust for comfort murders the passions of the soul. And I feel a lot of people are still in that comfort zone. So uh, for 2023 and 2024 in the U.S., is that a result of those people losing that comfort? Is that is that a chaos that is happening destined because we're going to see crisis in the uh, food shortages. I mean, what would you say would be the pinpoint as to what that's going to be like? Most of the shortages were created by COVID. Uh, You shut down, you know, um, lockdowns and things of this nature. I mean, I received many emails from farmers that had killed 30,000 chickens because they couldn't get them to market. Um, you can probably find videos of, of potato farmers who just had to plow everything underground. Uh, you know, I don't know if these people uh, actually understood what they were doing. I would tend to think that they're more um, stupid. They don't look beyond their, the end of their nose, really. But you lock down people like that, uh, shut down truckers, etc., uh, doesn't it understand that, you know, the food isn't going to get to the place where it's supposed to yeah. go? Uh, it's just mind boggling. Um, but <clears throat> now you had that former um, Bricks who she was in the in the White House and she's come out with her book saying there was no back, you know, no support for a lockdown. And she comes out. Oh, well, I never said there should be a lockdown. I mean, it's, you know, it's very hard to get through to the truth, but these people are uh, brain dead. That's all I could tell you. I mean, it, they, they have no concept of, of even how the economy works. Uh, you know, it's, the economy is more like a, a rainforest. All right. If you eliminate one species, that may have been the food supply for something else. And then that dies and that is a food supply for something else. It becomes a ripple effect. We are all connected globally. Uh, Even these sanctions against Russia, um, first of all, sanctions have never worked. Uh, Not against any country, Iran, whatever, you know, the idea is that you punish the people and there'll be regime change. They'll overthrow their government. Uh, You know, I can't find one example in history where that has ever actually worked. Again, it's another one of these theories they come up with. It sounds nice, but it, it does not pan out. And once you put these sanctions on uh, on Russia, I mean, <clears throat> in part, it was also for the climate change. You know, you saw Great them agenda. 
you know, saying, oh, shut down the energy. You know, Germany ended up putting out a brochure how to cook without electricity. Um, I mean, you know, you, you have to understand that you have, unfortunately, a bunch of climate zealots and all they care about is that. And so even in the United States, they've been pushing really to shut down fossil fuels before there is an alternative. I think even, you know, the, the head of Greenpeace came out against AOC and said, you know, you want to shut all this down. How are you going to get the food into the into New York City? Horse and buggy? Logical. You know, it, it's they don't look at things from a whole perspective. It's always just this one single thing. And it's never, you know, it never you can't reduce the whole economy to a single cause and effect. It, it has major ripple effects. Now, the sanctions against Russia have actually destroyed globalism. Um, so Russia's off now. You have Russia, North Korea, China banding together, which is exactly the opposite of what Richard Nixon tried to do with, by divide and conquer. Um, and so you have China, you know, creating a its its chip system as an alternative to SWIFT. So you've divided the world economy already in half. And I'll say when <clears throat> when Russia went into Crimea back in 2014, Obama turned to SWIFT and he wanted them to remove them Russia from um, <clears throat> the SWIFT system. They refused. All right. Well, they changed. They, they got rid of the head there and they put a new guy in in 2019 and he just says, oh, okay, fine, whatever you want to do. That was suicide. The SWIFT system is so everybody can communicate, etc. And, and by removing <clears throat> Russia from that, you then made, you know, um, China look at it and say, hey, wait a minute, you could do that to us. So naturally, they're going to go off and try and create their own alternative system. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I just don't see the, the, you know, how we have anybody there with, with half a brain that understands how the world actually functions. You know, you push any animal into a corner and it's going to at least try to defend itself. Well, at, it seems that at this point, I mean, you see all these countries acting independently. And I thought it was really interesting that you said that the world economy kind of broke in half. It kind of divided and went certain ways. And, and I echo back to something that I keep on hearing about. I mean, there's big and Peter Schiff, and then you've got Jeff Berwick, I think Charles Lente and Ron Paul and all those other people. They keep on saying, OK, well, eventually we're going to hit that hyperinflation in the U.S. and the currency is going to collapse. And uh, you were the only person I ever came across that said, no, they're not going to cancel the currency because you think that it was all the success of money printing. No, it's a collapse of confidence in the, in the government. Well, and then remember, you're citing Weimar Germany, Weimar Germany saying that, well, because there was a collapse in confidence in that particular government, that's why the currency hyperinflated. If you look at the U.S. right now, you know, you've got what you're going to have a $30 trillion debt. I don't know how much higher it's going to go. I don't know how long these people can do this. In the same time, you're seeing a collapse of confidence in institutions like the Supreme Court. A lot of people don't agree with their particular recent decision. 
You're seeing a collapse in the institution of what happened to President, former President Trump. I think a lot of people are questioning things right now. I think one of your recent articles talks about how the U.S. suffered a tremendous reputation blow on the world stage because of that. So when you're seeing the U.S. in terms of the lack of confidence or the continued fleeing of trust in these once greatly held institutions, do you find that is on parallel or par with Remar Germany? And do you think that the U.S. could eventually meet the same fate? Money printing aside, the fact that they're printing out all this money, can the U.S. eventually reach a hyperinflationary um, collapse because of that collapsing confidence uh, akin to Remar? Probably not. <clears throat> and the, the reason I say that is that they are at least aware of that. And that is what this whole digital currency thing is about. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Before you ever get to that, they're just going to basically cancel the physical money that we have uh, and <clears throat> swap it out for uh, digital currencies. Now, part of this great reset that Schwab has been pushing uh, <clears throat> Honestly, it's been him versus me uh, on both sides of the table. All right. He has been pushing this idea of effectively doing a default and creating a new currency. Now, that's what he's really saying when he says, you'll own nothing and be happy. He's trying to make it sound like he's doing this for you. I'll relieve you of your student loans, all your mortgages, etc. That's nonsense. <clears throat> what he's really saying is the governments are going to default on all their debt. That's inevitable. All right. They can't continue this going on as is. But Europe is far worse than, than the United States. All right. Europe took its interest rates negative in 2014. I mean, it didn't stimulate the economy. <clears throat> the, everything went completely worse. And the central bank had to buy everything that was there. Also, these people, as I said, they <clears throat> don't understand how the economy works. On the one hand, they ordered all pension funds. Oh, you must be conservative. So they ordered them to have government debt. Well, you just took the interest rates to negative. A pension fund needs 8% on average to break even. So now all the pension funds in Europe are, are bankrupt. All right. So <clears throat> what's really going on here is that if they default, they know they're going to have millions of people with pitchforks, you know, storming their palaces, uh, like in, you know, the old Frankenstein movies. Um, so they have to come up with a way out. And that's what Schwab is really talking about, that we <clears throat> this great reset is the government default. But to cover that, <clears throat> we're going to relieve you of all your debts as well. So they're going to wipe out borrowing effectively. Uh, and the pension funds will be the guaranteed basic income. Uh, this is really their agenda. Um, I've been on the opposite side saying, look, you know, Communism failed before because you are stifling uh, human curiosity. All advance uh, in every area from technology to whatever <clears throat> comes from 
someone being curious. All right, Einstein said that curiosity is basically the mother of all invention. If you don't try and figure something out, you'll never discover anything. So <clears throat> communism, I mean, I went behind the Berlin Wall before it fell. And people, <clears throat> I, I took a walk and with a friend of mine's cousin, we weren't there. And if anybody's remotely close to us back then, uh, she would say, oh, you know, this is a pure viewer. They take such wonderful care of us, et cetera. And as soon as nobody was around, she'd call them, you know, a piece of shit. You know? <laughs> um, so people were afraid to talk. And we're moving in that same direction with this cancel culture nonsense. Um, and it's, 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 it's really is this whole thing is trying to create a different narrative to cover everything. And this, unfortunately, is what our computer is showing. The, the, we're looking at serious civil unrest starting in, in 23. Now, I can tell you <clears throat> the rumors that have been around. I hope they're not true. But um, this attack on uh, Trump, for example, what were the the bulk of these declassified documents about Russiagate. Um, <clears throat> he took, he declassified them and they're basically saying, no, we don't care what you said. We're just taking them back. They don't want that to come out. All right. <clears throat> That's part of this problem. Secondly, you really have this uh, idea that the Democrats are so desperate at this stage in the game that really the climate change people behind them, uh, <clears throat> that they fear that if the Republicans got back in, they would reverse everything. So that's why they've been adamant about trying to destroy the production of fossil fuels so they can't replace it. Wow. Now, the real rumor going on which I hope doesn't <clears throat> happen, but is that uh, they will slip a piece of paper <clears throat> before Biden and have him sign it, granting citizenship to all the illegal aliens they've been letting in so that they will then vote <clears throat> Democrat. Wow. And <clears throat> if that happens, I, I think you're going to see massive civil unrest. Okay. Um, <clears throat> when you say civil unrest, I understand people getting upset, but what is it going to take to get people to take action? Martin, I am utterly uh, shocked <laughs> in the U.S. at the way children are being treated, that there isn't uh, people going crazy about that. I feel like children in the U.S. are particularly exposed to some really graphic and horrible things, and they're mistreated. And a lot of fellow citizens are being mistreated and no one really stands up. I think people are too damn comfortable and I just don't know what it's going to finally take for them to get uh, upset. I mean, I read your blog this morning about how the IRS is now sending armed agents into people's houses and they're planning on doing it. They have six months worth of training. And if that stuff doesn't get people finally take action, I don't know what will. And when I read your articles, I'm, I, I see these things happening. There's going to be civil unrest. But I mean, what is it finally going to take? For people that want to be left alone, the people that want to be left alone, that are forced to get involved. What point does that happen where the people who don't want to get involved are finally? It's usually involved? the economics behind it. Okay. Um, 
the inflation that we have is because of shortages. All right, so there's no um, level of interest rates that the Federal Reserve can move up to that would stop it. Uh, it. It only will make it worse. This is part of also the problem of Keynesian economics is collapsing. Uh, this idea of raising interest rates to stop inflation, etc. It doesn't. That was back in the idea of a speculative boom. All right. But this is not a speculative boom. We're talking about real live shortages here. And then you have droughts that are um, this year <clears throat> should be a 45 year high in temperatures. Jeez. It's it's we're we're getting very close to back to the the uh, the Dust Bowl of the 1930s. Uh, about 51 percent of the states right now are in um, some sort of a drought condition. Uh, so, I mean, you can't pass a law and make it rain. Uh, it's just <laughs> not try. They'll try. You know, and not and, you know, raising interest rates is not going to make it rain. So uh, but the Federal Reserve because Keynesian economics is the only thing they have. <clears throat> if they don't raise interest rates, the politicians blame them. So it's, it's back and forth. Uh, it's, it, it's the politicians' fault, but you know what we have here is that they can spend whatever they want and they say, well, inflation, that's the Fed's job. Uh, and the Fed has no control over the fiscal budget. All it can do is raise interest rates, but that's irrelevant. It doesn't stop this type of inflation. And, and that's our real problem. And I think you're going to be looking at uh, shortages continuing into 24. And people are going to be looking at, you know, the inflation going up even higher. Jeez. I remember listening to one of your previous interviews. We said inflation was going to be about 25% by 2024. And I mean, generally speaking, I, I, I listened to that and I started buying up a lot of, you know, items and some of the stuff that I purchased a year ago, two years ago has gone up by 50, sometimes 100%. So do you think that one of the best things that people can start doing right now? I mean, yeah, I mean, look, there are times I go to the store and, you know, there's no milk and yes. two days later it's back or you go there and there's no eggs. Um, so we're, we're really in this period of, of shortages and uh, you should have, you know, uh, a supply of food around uh, because, you know, there are periods in time where you may not be able to get, you know, a lot of different things. Um, so, I mean, even when I go to shops, sometimes there's something that, that's there and when it's there, I buy extra uh, because next time I go back, it's not there. Um, that's just really what you have to pay attention to. But um, this is definitely a different type of inflation. And, and <clears throat> it's been all caused by the, the COVID lockdowns and then the sanctions on Russia. Uh, like, you know, most of the fertilizer comes out of Russia. I mean, they don't look at these things. Uh, and now they're doing it on purpose. Maybe they're, they're purposely trying to do it. I mean, they're trying to lock everything down. I'm not sure if that's the case. Um, you, you may be giving these people a little bit more credit for intelligence than they deserve. <laughs> okay. Um, and 
I mean, just look at Canada. I mean, Trudeau's, you know, taking the same thing and going against the farmers. And they wouldn't do that here. Um, I mean, this is absolute total insanity. And but, you know, it's there's no proof that CO2 even causes climate change. Um, I mean, their models stopped at 1850. Okay, how do we go from an ice age back to warming periods back and forth? I mean, they don't want to address that. It's so weird about that because, it, you know, there's the Ice Age farmer and then Jeff Berwick talks a lot about it uh, on, his, on his show. And I'm hearing that, OK, we're actually not going to have global warming. We're actually going through a global uh, cooling period. And then Dane Wigginton from the geoengineering talks about, no, this is something completely different. So I'm, I'm hard to figure things out. All I know is that when you have uh, collective groups of individuals, like I said, at a government level talking about things, I generally don't believe them. George Carlin said it best that, you know, you don't trust these people. So I, I really don't know what to believe. I just find that whatever they're saying is probably untrue at the government level. But from what uh, Socrates is predicting, is Socrates predicting a cooling period? Is, is Socrates predicting a period of we're just going to have a warming period? I'm just curious what Socrates No, it's, it's warming right now. I mean, okay. 2022 should be the high in temperatures. Okay. It's, it's a very standard 45-year cycle and that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> We will then go into a, a cooling period. All right. Now, that's actually worse uh, than warming. Uh, it, most of your uh, cooling periods are then followed by increases in disease and things of this nature. Um, <clears throat> back in during the American Revolution, it was very cold. That was the bottom of the middle uh, uh, of the mini ice age. I think it was John Adams that even said, we can't grow anything. The ground is frozen two feet deep. Um, So uh, since then they go, oh, well, it's been warming because of the industrial revolution. It's just not true. I mean, uh, you know, if you just even go back and look at at history and climate, you see that the, the warming period is when uh, Rome began to rise. As soon as they ser- started to turn cold again, Rome fell. Um, um, you know, famine comes and things of this nature. And uh, what can make it really worse is um, a lot of that volcanic activity. Uh, there was uh, there's a book out. You can you can get the year without a summer uh, uh, and that was in the early 1800s when Krakatoa went up, it snowed in New York City in July. <clears throat> it throws so much ash up into the air that the sun, you know, bounces off it. So we don't get warm on the bottom. Uh, the same thing happened uh, around 561, you know, AD, and it kind of wiped out uh, civilization at that point. Uh, so you have to be, you know, mindful. I mean, if that happens, that will then push us into what they call a volcanic winter. Uh, and the, the correlation studies on that is that when you do go into solar minimum, it puts out a different type of a gamma ray, which penetrates the earth more. And they <clears throat> hypothesize that perhaps that creates the volcanic activity. Um, they're not really sure. Um, it needs a lot more 
research on that before they can uh, really say this is definitively what causes these volcanic winters. But um, we are going into a into a solar minimum after probably 25. So okay. uh, I, I would be more concerned about that longer term. And if you you definitely see a lot more volcanic activity after 24, it could be pretty bad then. I think it's so amazing that your computer can predict certain things. And um, one thing I've always been curious about is because you've been so accurate over the years with some of your predictions, has Socrates ever predicted a future period of enlightenment in humanity or predicted a period of time when we'd have other great teachers? Because I, I call me crazy, but I really think that collectively speaking, humanity is so not reaching up to its full potential. I'd say we're only maybe about 10%. There are so many wonderful things we could do. I think we're only seeing the most evil, most heinous side of humanity, especially coming out of the top. I don't think you need to, 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 to follow that. I, I always wonder if um, Socrates foresees any periods of time where we're going to have an enlightenment or even a, a prosperous, happy period of humanity. I, I think that will probably be after about 2040. Okay. Um, you know, they say history then produces people that uh, are, we need. Um, uh, and you get an enlightenment like uh, we had at the American Revolution. So that, that's really what our computer's showing, that uh, after 2032, we have, uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, because the founding fathers l listened to the I would say the fake news of of uh, ancient times, mm -hmm. who was uh, was written by Cicero. Now Cicero was one of the uh, <clears throat> optimists or or old, part of the uh, the oligarchs, uh, and he railed against Caesar all the time. But when <clears throat> Caesar crossed the Rubicon. Everybody cheered because the Senate was just so corrupt. Uh, the cities opened their gates. They saw him as a savior. All right. Um, it was Brutus, Cicero. They fled Rome because the people didn't support them. All right. So uh, unfortunately, you know, this idea, oh, you know, Caesar was against the Republic. Republics are the most corrupt form of government possible. <laughs> more. Uh, uh, even a dictatorship is better mainly because you can't bribe a dictator right <laughs> but um, in a republic everybody's up for sale the, the real form of government uh, that I think we have any hope for is a real democracy and a real democracy is where we certainly could do it right now um, do we vote to invade Ukraine, yes or no? The people should make that decision, not somebody who's getting paid, you know, under the table by a military installation or whatever, uh, like Dick Cheney. I mean, you know, his, the company that he was formerly head of suddenly became the one making billions of dollars right. on, on the Gulf War. And as soon as they were going to be investigated, what they do? They resigned their American citizenship and opened in Dubai. So you couldn't subpoena them. Um, I mean, the corruption is just mind boggling. Um, I'm about to put out a book and um, I think it's going to really kind of be quite, you know, 
uh, enlightening to a lot of people because I managed to get a hold of the uh, uh, all the declassified documents from the Clinton administration. They're just going to blow people's minds, really. Um, what really has been going on, and and uh, it, it, I got all the phone calls between Yeltsin and Clinton. I mean, it's 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 really eye opening because what we've been told uh, in the press and all the time, it's just a complete lie. I, I can't wait to learn more about it. I mean, is it was could there could U.S. Russia relations have been much different? At this point. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, there were people trying to take over Russia, and the theory was the United States should uh, absorb Russia and bring it into NATO, and the former enemy of Russia should be absorbed the same way as Germany and Japan. This is all in writing. <laughs> I can't wait to read the book. Uh, your other books are really fascinating too. And you got, again, just a quick plug, armstrongeconomics.com. I go to the site on a regular basis. You should go there as well. Get some great books. One, we're going to come back real quick to 2032 because that's actually something that many of my listeners have been asking about because they keep on saying what's going to happen in 2032, what happens after this. A lot of people seem to have this um, idea that uh, they don't want to do the work. They, they're expecting something to happen. They're expecting someone to save them. And I don't adhere to that philosophy at all. I think every single day a person should be taking some kind of action or all action necessary to build a life that they want, to build a life uh, for the country that they want. So uh, what do people do between now and 2032? Uh, what type of, what would you say would be the peak tyranny in the U.S. that people can expect between now and 2032? And what actually happens in 2032 where the, the, the light finally comes in? Well, I think that's more or less the uh, the big beginning of the complete collapse. We're, yeah. we're looking at a different form of government, and I'm hoping it will be a direct democracy that emerges after that. Uh, but uh, the the form of governments that we have right now are just not sustainable. Uh, <clears throat> the you know the corruption is, is just overwhelming. Uh, you can, you know, I mean, even take Zelensky, you know, go and, you know, go and look at what he ran on. End of corruption. And he will seek peace with Russia. They will say whatever they need to say. As soon as he got in, I mean, even Congress has confirmed he's got over a hundred million dollars. He's stolen and stashed offshore yes. so much for ending corruption. Right. And, and, He's done nothing but seek, you know, war with Russia. That's what he's paid to do. Uh, so, unfortunately, in a republic like this, I can stand up and say, "Vote for me. I'll give you three lollipops and whatever." And then I get there. Oh, sorry, you know, can't do that. Yeah. And they they assume we are stupid. And there's a lot of, um, I would say validation of that i'll agree with you on that one <laughs> um that we tend to forget very quickly and <clears throat> so they can promise whatever run their four years and come back oh i didn't say that i you know this is what i stand for now you know and uh and be, oh yeah yeah okay great you know uh it's it is changing a little bit 
I mean, if you look at Liz Cheney, she, you know, lost. Yeah. I mean, that to me is is uh, a good sign showing that people are actually paying attention and and getting, you know, didn't like uh, didn't like her at all. Uh, so um, I, I think it's we're looking at you, you should really pay attention to what's taking place. Understand that you are on your own. If you're counting on Social Security or something, it's not going to be there. All right. This is the collapse of, of government. Uh, and they're going to have to reorganize how things are done. I'm hoping we, we end republics. And we, I mean, we certainly, if we can buy from Amazon online uh, with security, why can't we all vote the same way for security? Uh, you know, I, it's, I think that, you know, I don't understand why we need to, why we need to necessarily have a democracy where we have some form of government beyond that. There's a, uh, people that would call themselves volunteers who just want to be left alone. And when I want to ask you this is that, do you think that people align themselves with any type of groupthink, whether it be libertarianism, communism, socialism, that eventually at some point, they are going to be, be intellectually enslaved because they're not acting like an individual. Is there any path for people who just wish to be left alone that don't want to join any particular political party, that don't wish to be kind of be a part of any particular religion, that just want to live their life? They don't want to infringe upon other people, and they don't want they don't want to be left alone. Is there any future for that? Is there any nation or civilization that can emerge? where there's no hierarchy, where people do not have to uh, bow down to any particular kind of authority. Um, nice idea, but I, I don't know any period in history where that's actually happened. Okay. Um, you know, the, they often say the best form of government is a benevolent dictator. Um, and you, you just have to, the more laws you create, it's, it's, that's how, what brought Byzantine down. Um, I think, you know, they, you know, they even said there were more, it got to the point there were more tax collectors than there were taxpayers. Uh, so uh, the system doesn't, you know, allow itself to, to continue under that, those terms. And, and what we have here under this system, um, they thought that, you know, before 1971 under Bretton Woods, if you had a thousand dollars worth of e-bonds and you went down to the bank and you said, hey, I, I would like to borrow against these. It was illegal. You had to cash them in. Only after 1971, were you allowed to borrow against government securities? So if you went trade futures or whatever, you put up the collateral uh, as T-bills. All right, so uh, that changed everything. Suddenly, <clears throat> the national debt is money, all right? Really? But it just pays interest. And then you have cash on the other side. And I think this is what a lot of the people that you, you mentioned don't understand. It's not the Fed creating money. You have 
basically Congress increasing the deficit uh, and borrowing, that is also creating money. All right, and that <clears throat> debt is the collateral uh, for the world. The US dollar is the only currency that hasn't been canceled. Um, Canada didn't cancel their currency, but they uh, Trudeau just passed a law at the beginning of the year that he has begun to start canceling notes. Um, Europe, they cancel currency routinely. Uh, even in Britain, if you have a, a note from 20 years ago, it's, oh, that's canceled. You know, you got you to take it to the bank and see what they give you for it. Um, so it, it's something that, you know, the U.S. dollar has never been canceled. And it's been the reserve currency for that primary reason. And I mean, I've been in Greece and you know, as a tourist, and they say, gee, okay, fine. If you give me some dollars, they'll give you 10% off. Okay, fine. So you, you pay them in cash. Um, you know, this is, I mean, the dollar is 70% of, them of dollars are traded outside the United States. Um, it, it's the hedge against your own government. So that's why the U.S. dollar will be the last to fall, not the first. Got it. All right. And what these people don't understand is that to sell debt, emerging markets issued it in dollars. So as the Fed raises interest rates, you start seeing emerging market economies collapsing and going into civil unrest. Sri Lanka, Lebanon, uh, Argentina. I mean, this is part of the civil unrest and it will expand. So the Fed has actually by default become the central bank for the world oh. if it raises interest rates it's raising interest rates everywhere you got bank runs in china china warned its banks and its provinces do not borrow in dollars they borrowed in dollars because it was cheaper interest rates now they're paying the price for it as the interest rates go up and the dollar goes up you're getting, you know, banks that are failing. Um, again, they, you know, people don't understand how the world economy truly functions. We are all connected. We're yeah, well, all together. Well, I appreciate that answer. It's very insightful. And again, you know, a lot of things that you say are, they offer a side that a lot of uh, other individuals will not present or just haven't shown. So I appreciate you presenting that perspective on it. When I, we last spoke one of the things I was asking you about are hedges of inflation. You were saying that how somebody who was carrying gold on a plane had the gold seized and precious metals are, you know, kind of hard to carry around. So if you have dollars that are losing their value, I mean, there's a, something, a website called inflation calculator. You can see how much your money's lost value in at least the past five to 10, 20 years. What are some of the best places for individuals to put their money in as a hedge against inflation, where you're not going to have, you could probably be like shielded the most from excessive money printing or excessive inflation. Well, it's basically pretty much anything on the tangible asset side. Okay. So it can be gold and silver. I mean, I would say silver coins are probably better, the old, you know, dimes and quarters, et cetera. Um, it's just that you can't travel with money anymore. 
um, there was a um, uh, yes, uh, there was a woman that came from from Canada, flew into San Francisco. She had thirty thousand dollars worth of gold, and they confiscated it. Um, and even domestically, there was a, a company in in um, I think it was in Orlando or Tampa. Uh, they put an employee on with over hundreds in cash to go buy a tractor in Cincinnati. So domestically, not international, they still confiscated it. Yes. Um, so it's trying to travel with money anymore is, is becoming impossible. Uh, Italy, if you have a lot of gold jewelry on, they take it off and they weigh it. Um, they're hunting money because governments are absolutely desperate. Uh, and when the Weimar Republic collapsed in it really collapsed uh, first in December of 2022. The government did a forced loan. <clears throat> so they seized 10% of everybody's assets, cash in the bank, et cetera. And they hand you these bonds. And you can buy them on eBay because they defaulted on them. <laughs> but um, uh, that is what caused the, the hyperinflation. Suddenly, everybody said, I can no longer trust the government. They just took 10% of my bank account. I'm taking everything and I'm putting it in Swiss francs or whatever other currency. That's why the next year, the hyperinflation took place. All right. So once a government does that, and I fear that what they're doing with the, you know, the IRS um, is going to be absolute harassment. The IRS is not trustworthy. I mean, just look at, you know, under the Obama administration, there was a scandal. They were targeting anybody that was, uh, you know, conservative. Uh, I mean, that was a big scandal. I mean, any agency in government is is always going to do whatever they're told. Um, you well, that's How long they can do it for, though? I mean, I don't understand why would they be going after citizens' assets when they can just print the money out from the Federal Reserve? Like, what do you what do you need a person's assets for? Is it about control? And and this thing comes back to 2032. Is this how long does this go for? I mean, is this going to be? I think you know, after 2024, I think there we're really in a serious situation. Uh, right. These people are. Um, <clears throat> They're living with old theories and, and ideas. Uh, oh, gee, you know, if we borrow money, that's not inflationary. All right. <clears throat> because you couldn't borrow against the bonds. But once you could borrow against the bonds, then borrowing is still inflationary. Hmm. They haven't made that connection yet. Um you know, these people, they don't think. I mean, look at Pelosi. She goes off to, to Taiwan. Why? Oh, we're showing, you know, uh, <clears throat> support for Taiwan. Well, then China put on the biggest demonstration that they well, could take Taiwan in a, in, in a day. You know, and all of a sudden, people I know in Taiwan was like, please keep your people home, will you? <laughs> I didn't send her, <laughs> but, um, you know, they don't understand. They really don't, um, you know, and it's on both sides. You, you have uh, Mark Rubio, who is a Republican. <clears throat> he came out and said, oh, if he was going to 
pass an act saying that if, if China supported Russia, then we would put sanctions on them. I wrote him a letter. I said, do you really understand what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, he didn't, re didn't respond, but um, I think he at least backed off. But I mean, this is complete insanity. Uh, they think they have power that they do not have. Well, it's like consent. It's consent. People just give their consent. They give away their power. I don't. I don't give them away my power. And I train my other people. They don't want to give away their power. And it's crazy. I mean, you've said before. I guess we have like either the most like the dumbest people that have ever existed at the helms of uh, leadership right now. But one, I couldn't. Um, I've read you're going to come to your blog a lot, read a lot of what you say, and I follow a lot of your interviews. And just to come back to it is talk about how the U.S. could very well split or probably will split. Can you please discuss a little bit about why the U.S. is split, how it would split, what would be the top five best states to be in and the top five worst states to be in? Well, historically, <clears throat> um, most countries split along the same lines that they had before. <clears throat> so it will probably be the South against the North not for slavery reasons, but for different reasons. I go to Germany. Um, I was in Bavaria and it was a holiday. And they said, I said, oh, what's the holiday? Oh, we're celebrating the war. I said, which war is this? Oh, the war we won. I said, which one? <laughs> oh, the one against Prussia, the North. So the North was Protestant, the South was Catholic. <clears throat> you see the same thing in Ireland. Um, so these differences remain. So the South, um, you know, Florida, Texas, that area, um, they're, they're very anti-Washington. Um, <clears throat> in Florida, here you see signs from stores, thank you, DeSantis, because he didn't lock us all down and destroy their businesses. Um, <clears throat> I had a, a, uh, a, a PA, she was with me for quite a while. Then she got married. And they opened up a, a spa in, in Washington, I mean, in Philadelphia. And about three months before the lockdowns, they lost everything. Yes. Uh, you know, you, you know, their life savings goes out the window. You know, these politicians don't understand anything. Germany is still <clears throat> quite insane, trying to push people into a fourth um, booster now uh, and I have a lot of friends in Germany and they're, they're like saying no more I had enough um, people that I know there that are on a train uh, the mayor of Berlin says you still have to wear a mask not other cities but Berlin does so when the train goes through Berlin they come on oh you got to put your masks on we're in Berlin now and then when the train passes through okay you can take them off <laughs> I mean it's just you know you, you have insane local politicians have no idea what they're talking about, but hey, I got the power, you know, and this is, is very detrimental uh, to society. It makes things uh, po very polarized. You know, the Democrats are using the abortion issue. And <clears throat> actually the Overturning Roe versus Wade was correct legally. Um, there is no due process right. Okay, due process is is the government basically against you, really. Um, and there was another case 
when after Roe versus Wade was decided, somebody said, oh, okay, fine. I have a constitutional right. Well, then you should pay for it. It's called Harris versus McRae. And there they had to redefine it and say, well, the constitution is negative. It's not positive. So the government has no obligation to provide a positive right to you. It's a negative restraint upon them. So it's if you read them all, thou shalt not, you know, interfere with freedom of speech. You, you know, the government shall provide due process of law. This is all a restraint on the government. It's not a positive right for you. And they have flipped the idea of the Constitution around. Yep. Uh, we actually have no right. Our rights are inherent uh, human rights. All right. It's, it's a, they're all restraints upon the government not to do something. Uh, so if you look at it carefully, it's, it's, a, it's a plus versus minus interpretation. So Roe versus Wade was actually correct. Um, but, you, you know, what was coming also to the surface was that, okay, fine, if the government has the right to do, you know, to say that that's a constitutional right, well, then they have a constitutional basis to, to force everybody to get vaccinated. Uh, you know, so it's, it, that being overthrown was actually correct legally. All right. Um, it doesn't outlaw abortion. Uh, it throws it back to the state. And the very um, law that that they reviewed was abortion would be illegal after 15 weeks. But you see, you hear a lot of this. Oh, you know, rape, incest. Oh, that you know, uh, life of of the mother. You know, none of this is going to count, and that's not true. They always did, uh, but. In doing that, you, you end up polarizing society. So you have people maybe preaching whatever, and they don't even know what they're saying. But you, you have divided the country between red and blue. And it's only getting worse. You know, going in against Trump was stupid. It was the worst thing that they could possibly do. But, I mean, here you see them giving out sentences three and five years to somebody that was in uh, the Capitol building taking a selfie. It's horrible. I mean, these people weren't in there with guns. No. But they need to call it an insurrection because the 14th Amendment was passed after the Civil War and said anybody that was involved in the insurrection all right, cannot run for office. So that's why they need to call January 6th an insurrection, even though there was no, you know, didn't have guns and, and storming and shooting people. Um, it's still an insurrection. It's not a civil protest. If they did, you know, they did that in one state house over abortion. Oh, that was just a protest. <laughs> Not an insurrection. Right. I mean, it, it, those people that are walking the buildings are actually standing behind the lines. They're standing behind those little uh, dividers. It's crazy. 
It, it is. It, the whole thing was was orchestrated. I mean, I've got videos of guys in black and people yelling, hey, get them. They're, you know, they're doing something. And no, no, we're not part of, uh, of, of this or that. Or, you know, and obviously they weren't protesters covering their face with masks and running out with, with documents that they could blame on other people. So it, it was just largely this. <clears throat> you, you have to understand that in the case of Trump, he was perhaps naive, saying, oh, term limits, we're going to clean the swamp. All that is absolutely correct. What he didn't realize, though, is the swamp is both sides. <laughs> Indeed it is. So you had a lot of the Republicans against him. It's like, hey, you're coming here, you're trying to stop our, our feeding trough. I mean, forget it. You know, this is... My son gets this, whatever. I mean, they insider trading is fine. Oh, okay, fine. Pelosi's husband. Oh, well, I didn't talk to him. You know, I mean, it was just, you know, I had gotten my son a, a job in, in uh, a brokerage house when he was in school for the, for the summer. And the disclosure, oh, well, your father's in this, so you can't have any stock in this or that. Our restrictions are like, you know, a thousand times more than theirs. Yeah, it's crazy. Your spouse can buy whatever, you know, look at Hunter Biden. You know, I mean, come on. Um, it's just, you know, there's just two sets of rules in this country. And that's the problem. Okay. Uh, Mr. Martin Armstrong, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Again, your website is armstrongeconomics.com. It is the first thing I look at in the morning, Martin. I find that you have insight unlike anyone else. And I want to thank you so much for being such a force of light and of wisdom in the fight for humanity. Thank you for all that you do. And I know this must take a tremendous toll on you, seeing these news stories on a regular basis, engaging with Socrates on a regular basis, and seeing some dark aspects of humanity but I can't emphasize enough how much everyone in the community and collective speaking of humanity uh, thanks you for all that you do. Thank you so much, Mr. Armstrong. Well, thank you very much. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guests and special thanks as always to our virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas and our social producer Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.